my dad had gotten a tandem when I was a kid that was heavy as heck, and I don't even think it had any gears. Like, it was just really a, you know, a beach tandem. We went out on some rides, and I got the experience of what that was like. A tandem bike is simply a two-seater bike. It still just has two wheels, but it has two sets of pedals. The captain is the person who rides in the front. The word captain is important because they're kind of the leader of the team, if you will. The stoker is the person in the back. Their job is to basically make the captain's job easier. I remember it being a neat thing that the two of us could do together. I'm not sure why we stopped doing it, because nothing bad happened to the tandem. After a while, I guess I was just doing a lot of other extracurricular type things that, you know, it was a fun thing for us to do together, especially we would take it to the beach. When you're not trying to surmount really, really steep hills, not having any gears is fine. But for normal riding, it, it can get tough, especially on a tandem, because you've got all that gravity working against you. Tandems always fly down the hill and really, really chug slowly up the hill because there's, there's just so much mass pulling them down. After college, my husband and I got a really not very nice tandem, but it was free. So in that way, it was very nice. So we did some riding, but then we went to Maine for vacation and rented a tandem that was a lot nicer and just had a really great time riding. And we had such a great time that um, my mother-in-law was like, I want to get you guys a tandem. And we were like, okay, they're really expensive, but uh, sure, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna say no. So she got us the tandem that I now have. And um, my husband does not ride nearly as much as I do. I can ride with anyone as long as they're willing to ride my tandem. Like I don't have to rely on, on someone else having the bike. I learned about the PA Center for Adaptive Sports. And then I just started meeting a lot of cycling people. That's when I really seriously got into it. Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports in Philly. It's a group of people with disabilities who get together to do a variety of things. But on Saturdays, they do a cycling program. So there are a lot of volunteers that come and either will captain a tandem bike, which is what I ride. Or a few folks who volunteer there do this ride every year. And I thought, wow, that would be amazing. I really want to do that ride. So I just reached out to one of them who regularly does the ride and said, hey, can I ride with you? And at that point, I was pretty new to cycling. I'd only been doing it seriously for like three to six months. He took me out for a couple of pretty vigorous rides along a lot of hills and stuff to just see what kind of physical shape I was in and said, yeah, you know, you can handle this. Let's do it. The Peter O'Dell ride from New Hope, Pennsylvania to New York. It's a group ride. There's, I guess, about maybe 70 or so people who do the ride every year. So you kind of have that group spirit of things. Now, we're not all 70 of us in one chunk because people go at different speeds and things like that. It's just people who like to ride their bikes. at 7.30 in the morning. You start in New Hope, which is right across the Delaware River from New Jersey. Most of the ride is actually just riding through Jersey. Okay. 
flat. How's that position for you, John? Perfect. All right. I look at my role as the person who needs to make sure that we get up that hill. I'm not allowed to just be slacking just because somebody else is pedaling. As a team, we try to sync up rhythm, make sure that starting and stopping go well. I print out the cue sheet in Braille and read it to the captain. The cue sheet tells you where you need to turn, how many miles or fractions of a mile it is till the next turn, and it's marked with specific places along the route that we can stop. And that's really convenient because then they don't have to have the cue sheet in front of them to look at. It's also really come in handy even when people have GPSs on their bikes, which a lot of them do now. If the GPS is not working or the GPS might totally have a really bizarre instruction that's completely wrong, chances are that the cue sheet is right and the GPS is wrong. I would say of all of the things that make the captain's life easier, the biggest thing is being calm and confident in your own cycling ability. Just be a good team player. You end up taking the Hoboken Ferry over to New York. The last part of the ride is you actually ride over the Brooklyn Bridge. Which is crazy. This is the part of the ride where I turn the recorder back on because it's interesting. Or at least potentially interesting. Alright, chaos begins. And ta-da, you're in Brooklyn. Adventure. Always. It's just people who like to ride their bikes and who think that it's pretty neat to be in basically in Philadelphia in the morning and New York in the afternoon just oh, under your own power on your own bike. My name is Catherine Getchell. I work for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, OVR's Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services. The goal of many psychologists is to improve a person's insight to see inside their selves. I had a patient who was very, very angry, a man who had actually been holding a secret that he'd been sexually abused when he was very young. So he was very angry, kept people away from him. He was very scared to be close. If I want to sit some guy down who's having problems with drugs and alcohol, sitting down right away and say, all right, now confess to me, how many drinks did you have this week? What drugs did you do? Many people are going to stonewall. They're going to get tougher. 
in many martial arts, the philosophy is if you can't beat them, join them. If you find that your opponent is going to the left, then go with him to the left. If he goes to the right, then you go with him to the right. If he's coming towards you, then you pull him towards you and use that momentum and then you can execute your move. Very similar process within therapy. If a guy doesn't want to talk about real sensitive issues, go with that. Talk about the sports and games and movies, and then eventually his defenses will go down, and then he'll be able to talk about things that are really important to him. A man who had actually been holding a secret, he liked Bruce Lee. He told me about how in one movie with Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee actually saved the guy and trained him to fight with martial arts, and it happened to be that this guy was blind. As we're standing up and he's walking out of my office, he goes, I wouldn't take advantage of you because you never know who your opponent is. I went to the uh, 2008 Paralympics as a martial artist doing judo. Leading up to that, I had won tournaments up and down the East Coast. I had won Pennsylvania States, Jersey, Connecticut, Colorado Springs. You never know who your opponent is. One day he started telling me about how he would never take advantage of me being blind. Paralympics are not the Special Olympics. When they say para, parallel to the Olympics, you actually have to go and compete internationally, which I did in Brazil, in France, and did good enough to make it into the Paralympics, which is the top eight in the world. You have to be just as good as an Olympian. As we're standing up and he's walking out of my office, he goes, so I wouldn't take advantage of you because you never know who your opponent is. And at that point, I quickly put my feet straight with my hands down to my side and I bowed to him. We shook hands. That was one real point within our therapy that I found that he started to open up to me and to become more comfortable with me. My name is Dr. Andre Watson. I'm a clinical psychologist. I live and work within the Philadelphia area. I've been a licensed psychologist for about nine years now. Graduated from the University of Pittsburgh with a bachelor's degree in psychology and minors in African studies and Spanish. I have my master's and doctorate degree from Widener University. I currently have a private practice where I see all kinds of patients from kids to adults to couples to families dealing with a whole host of issues from depression and anxiety to problems at school and on the workplace. Your success in life is not about what you see. 